1: Jeff Cameron, show three three Real Talk Radio or Chant TV. Good to be with you. Hope you're well on a Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope all your wagers cashed. Don't know that they did. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. There's Director Matthew. Probably not. Imagine the end of that uh, Raiders game yesterday. I have somebody. Can you imagine being in Vegas for that in the sports book? when that thing went down somebody would
2: probably have flagged you down to say hey turn around turn around don't get up yet because you're thinking it's going yeah, over time I'm going to go get yeah. a drink whatever yeah. I'm
1: going to do yeah it's crazy it, it uh, it's it's nuts um that ending the the Jacksonville ending the Detroit and the Jets ending uh, th- there's so many games yesterday you're sitting there going this is insane you got the comeback by Minnesota on Saturday which was I watched get this All right, so Thursday, Friday, we didn't have the show. You left town. I was like, listen, this is a moment to decompress before we go into this week where just because of the time of the year, you've got Christmas rapidly approaching. I'm finishing up Christmas shopping just like everybody else. Your kids are getting out of school like mine did at the end of last week. I'm like, this weekend, I'm going to watch as much football as I possibly can, and I'm going to exhale and relax, do some things around the house, get together with some friends. A nice dinner, just really. So that day, I say I can't wait to sit on the couch and watch this football game. Now I know Vikings Colts is not a great game. The Vikings should boat race the Colts. This is gonna be nothing, but it's football on a Saturday, and I got a bowl game that I can go back and forth with. And you know, so, you know, I'm, I'm excited. So I tell my wife, I'm like, "Look, I, you run whatever errands you want to run. I'm not doing anything for the next several hours. I'm gonna sit right here." I'm gonna park my ass. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna watch football. I blink and it's 33 to nothing Colts. So I'm like, "Would you look at these bums in Minnesota?" Who I would still be really worried about if I were a Vikings fan. They got real problems. This is weeks on in now. They they got problems. But I'm watching this game and I'm going, "Oh no." I was so settled in. I just wanted a mildly competitive game. Just something. I'm staying. I'm finishing my coffee. I'm gonna watch this to the end. I just made a decision, an executive decision in a thirty three to nothing game. I'm gonna watch. By chance that this thing starts to get interesting. Well, obviously one could tell even a thirty three to fourteen, you're like, oh oh, it's kinda happening. It's kind of starting to happen here.
2: It was, but then they had the big return that was called back for the, the face mask. Correct. And I was busy doing other stuff, but we made a concerted effort to find a place with the game on. And we stuck around to 33-14. to 14. Then it's like 36-21 or whatever. Yeah. Or 36-14, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But it was when that return was called back and they were going to start inside their own 10-yard line, it was, uh, okay, all right, all right, all right. They needed, they needed everything to fall perfectly yes, to make this thing happen. And yet, no, they didn't. No, no. that's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. They punt the ball away on that possession and yeah. they still got time. I know. It's nuts. So at the time, you know, I have Dalvin on my uh, fantasy team, so when he gets the screen and takes it to the, his yup Run, run, Dalvin, run. <laughs> Find you
2: somebody who loves you as much as Nate Burleson loves Dalvin Cook. That is true. He couldn't stop talking he, about it. I mean he, he could not. loves him. But he's a great player. And he, he's, he's all over uh Noah
1: Eagle there. Mm-hmm. There's a touchdown! Yeah. And Noah's <laughs> like Nate. come on, buddy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm so I was rewarded to hang in there. How many times you hang in on a 33 to nothing game? and then not find out that it was a colossal waste of your time to sit there for the second half. It never happened, so it, it, it happened.
2: I was excited. Yeah, I was uh, entering that moment. It was 2 out of 1,500, so 1 out of 750 or
1: thereabouts. It's so there crazy. you go. Yeah, I got to see it. It was fun. I was, it was nuts, and I, I laughed, and I also laughed. I was locked in on the Jags game because I picked them against the Cowboys, uh, and I, I was like, they're, they're going to win this game. Next thing I know, they're down 21-3, to three. I'm like, oh. Got to get boat raced, stupid Jags. And I just kept watching. them. was like, all right. You could imagine my dismay when uh, what's-her-face fumbled on the long run there at the end, um, and I'm worried, Lawrence. And so that happens, and I'm like, damn it, that's the wrong time. I, I thought it was over, but I hung in there and rewarded again, rewarded again. So very pleased. Did you hang in there after the fake punt on fourth and one, which made no sense? Oh, uh, from us, yeah, I did. But it's a walk if if they get the signal in properly. I mean, he's he's going to get it. How do you not? How are you not on the same page? Of course, it made no sense, but it's it's going to work. They had what they wanted. Ugh, they're mess I don't get mad watching the Bucks anymore. I mean, it's just kind of. When they're out there dominating Cincinnati for a half, I'm like, well, yeah, we're capable of that. We're also capable of being the worst team in the league, so let's see what happens. Oh, here they are. No. <laughs> it's, it's the other. It's
2: the latter. Here's what we're going to do. That was too easy, guys. It was too easy. Let's ratchet up the difficulty.
1: <laughs> let's give Cincinnati four consecutive possessions inside the 40-yard line Well, that's, plus 40. That's if you want to you know, look at your all-time great quarterback and go, my man. You want to play the clip about a message about ball security?
2: Let's talk ball security. Look, he is not immune. Don't. And certainly there's no amount of alkalinity that could make him immune (laughs) to to this level of criticism. However. My man, you can't
1: fumble twice and throw two picks. I mean, you're calling a fake punt up. You're dominating the football game. Of course. Put the ball away. I know, man. I know. I get it. I get it. Now's the time you want to take a chance. Now? They just fumbled up. Psycho? I mean, just take a sack without fumbling, man. You see it coming. He's, what are we doing? Were they going to punt it and then all of a sudden on the head there's a fake, fake, fake. No, lovey okay. Or- uh, no, lovey's not there. But apparently, <laughs> uh, apparently, by the way, that um, what's his face, seven uh, hundred year old running back that we use every now and again, didn't get the didn't get the message. Yeah, Gio, yeah, yeah, he didn't get the message. Well, well it's kind of important if we're going to fake this. That You've you been get around the, message. the league a long time, Giovanni. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I need you to get the message, my man. We've got, they're turning their backs. It's a walk. It's an easy first down. What are you doing? Listen, this is the segment in which typically we would be doing the bowl swag. We've got an SOS. We've got a problem. <sighs> yeah, we do. We have a developing problem with the bowl swag segment. I'm not going to ignore, and I also get very excited about the bowl swag segment. I love it. It's exciting. If any of you, this is highly unusual, but I like to think of the Jeff Cameron show as a family. We've cultivated over a very long period of time. If any of you have come across either the Sports Business Journal, which I read and I typically come across that article every year, pull it aside, get excited, print it out, do it up. I found it for 2021, 2020, 2019, 18, 17, 16, 15, 40, all the way down to like 2000. I've got them. No 2022 SBJ article
2: on any site. All I can see is I can't
1: find it anywhere.
2: One one bowl game is giving free food to players for a year. I
1: found that too. Yes. Well, what's going on? Has the NIL ruined the bowl swag segment? Yes. I think it has. I think we may be screwed. All of these websites are doing NIL
2: and transfer portal articles instead of what they'd term to be December filler.
1: I don't think it's filler No, it's awesome it's, it's fantastic It's fun We have an entire segment that we do year in and year out Centered around the quality or lack thereof Of these gift suites and presents alike Whether it's a fossil watch, a stupid beanie, a belt buckle, a trip to Hawaii Whatever it is, it's, it's we a, always do it It's a new era beanie That's <laughs> right Here's a briefcase Yeah, it's like there have been a lot of these things where you're going, okay, all right But it's fun, that's the fun Tom has the Sounders ready. We were all set. If you want to hit them, just hit them. Go ahead. Play them. They're great. They're wonderful. They're half the fun.
2: Just at any point this time? Hit
1: hit a Sounder. Go ahead. Anyone. Right now. Let's hear it. Things are looking up. Love the Sounders. Not enough. Right?
2: Need a lot of work. Yep. Need to get a lot better.
1: Mm -hmm. Can't find them. Can't find them. If you out there. Again, non traditional effort from your sports talk show host who came in today prepared, ready to roll, could not find it, sat around and said, What? What is going on here? But I'm not, I'm not, it's not happening. I looked at my uh, Wall Street Journal. I looked at the Sports Business Journal. These are the places that typically document the Pro Bible. Of- <laughs> Slash bread. Slash bread. Why? Wow, you're looking at Slash Bread.
2: Yeah, somebody put a link up in the chat saying, here it is. That's from 2012. Yeah, it's not it. It's
1: not it. You can click on all the links. I've clicked clicked on a lot of them too. I went and looked at uh, last year's hoping that I could take last year's list from the Sports Business Journal, click on the Sports Business Journal, refresh it at the homepage, and then scroll down over the last 10 articles, 20 articles, and nope, not there. Not there. I will effort to continue to find it. You can rest assured that if we do, we will do the... For the love of God! Oh, okay. plane has into the bank, for the love of God! I know, right? So, I'm trying to find it. I'm hoping we find it. When we find it, if it's out there, if it's still happening, then, um, Okay. I'll look and and we'll do it. We'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it Wednesday. We'll do it whenever we got to do it. I mean, it's, but I, I I don't have it right now. There's a I found a list here and there. I found a list from last season. I found every bowl from last season that we already did. So I don't know. I, that's all. Can't do it if they don't provide it. I I have searched the interwebs and uh, I cannot find it.
2: Could it be after signing day? It appears because now signing be. day is done. The portal madness is over and these articles will
1: appear. Because there's usually six places that have the list. Well, let's, Seven go, places. let's go back and reassess this. I began today's show with a long discussion about where Florida State's at, the philosophy of recruiting with high school kids as opposed to portal kids, the monies involved, what Miami's doing currently. They're this year's version of AM throwing money at the, at the situation. That's all fine. What that means, what it doesn't mean, what where we think this is all going. And you guys have gotten very specific, and I'm glad that you have, because I can answer some of these. Uh, Kendrick Falk, the defensive end. There are folks that are nervous because of the way the visit, the impromptu visit went. Uh, he was here for the groundbreaking and that cheesy ceremony over the weekend. And, you know, look, I, the fact that he visited Auburn makes a lot of people very, very concerned. I will argue that we, especially here at Florida State, are going to be very, very uneasy every signing day for the foreseeable future. First of all, it's the nature of the beast. It's the way these things work these days now that there's even more money involved uh, than ever before. And I also think that, uh, you know, we're, it's, it's, it's going to be hard to get over what happened with Hunter. And I see he's back in the news uh, looking for more money from as many people as possible with videos. That's what the kids are going to do. If you thought the recruiting process was detestable in the past and difficult to stomach and hard to watch even from a distance before, it's gotten worse. It's now with the advent of social media, you get to see these kids not just sit around and play three-card Monty on signing day and spit on the schools that they're not going to by throwing the hat off into the distance as if these men weren't worthy of their time. That's all well and good, tough to stomach hard to watch. It's even worse now because they could just produce videos on a daily basis on their Instagram or wherever else and be, and they have every right to do it. That's fine. That's the world. But they get on there now and just basically ask for the bidding war to begin. Yeah, no, thanks. Not going to click on that video. Don't really want to watch that video. Screw you. I get it. I see how it works. I understand that that kind of promotional excess is the world we're living in now. And That's fine. I just don't want to be part of it. So I have to talk about yay or nay if guys are coming or going, but it's tough.
2: But you just got to make sure you like this video if you're watching on Warchant TV. Subscribe to Warchant TV. It's absolutely
1: free. That's all.
2: Just interjecting that. I'm not telling
1: people not to pay attention to what happens (laughs) on signing day. I'm saying don't click video of kids tap dancing for money. So what what I would it's just silly. Now, that said, Let's circle back to Kendrick Falk. All right. What? Keldrick. Oh, Kendrick, Keldrick, sorry about that. You're right. Keldrick Falk. The defensive end from Alabama. We know who he is. He's been committed to us for a long time. Now he went and visited Auburn. That's not good. That's not good. I can read a million things. I read what Michael Langston had to say. I read what he had to say. I read, I read his quotes. The, the kid himself. I read what they're talking about at Auburn. I did lots of reading of the situation, right? All I know is that if you have a guy locked up for a long period of time and he comes to your school on a Saturday but rides to another school on a Sunday, this close to signing day, that's typically not a good thing. It's not ideal to see that kid take another visit and have that visit be his last visit at another school, especially A damn desperate school like Auburn starting anew. A's from the state. They are going to bid aggressively. We know this. We know, not just with him, anybody. They're tired of sucking. They've got a new guy. That guy is one of the biggest scumbags in the history of college football. He's now at the helm at Auburn to go along with that wonderful collection of folks that rally around Auburn football, right? Right. Which is always comical in and of itself Not just the SEC but especially at Auburn So you've got that guy Combined with those guys Combined with a kid in their own backyard That they're going to be willing In my estimation Just watching, reading the tea leaves They're going to be willing to offer Way above market value One would guess In the same way that Miami's offering kids Two and three times the going rate For a guy out of high school Right? Well by definition you're in trouble I mean, he took his last visit, if you will, impromptu visit to Auburn on a weekend where you had him here. He came here. I don't even know if that was scheduled, but he came here for the groundbreaking and uh, talked about at length relationships and culture. Anybody buy it? I hope so, because if it's about relationships and culture, this is Slam Dunk. He's staying right here. He's committed to Florida State. Can't go to Auburn. You don't have a relationship with anybody at Auburn. Except for the guy that called you and offered you maybe a million (laughs) dollars last week. (laughs) It's a hell of a relationship. I got close to that guy really quick, Tom. It was amazing. I've developed this relationship with Papuchas over a very long period of time. I really like the guy. I like what they've been able to produce at defensive end. They got guys going to the league, they've been successful. They seem to really be growing something special at Florida State. These are his words. It is all obvious that there is a really good thing happening at FSU. But it's just the weirdest thing, and I can't put my finger on it. This guy called me, was involved with Auburn, and all of a sudden, I mean, we just saw the world the same way, Tom. It was remarkable for all of the great moments in which I bonded with the players at Florida State and the head coach and the position coach and the fans and the time I spent in Tallahassee, I would have never thought that something could happen by which I would have to question those relationships the way that I'm currently questioning those relationships. You wouldn't believe it, but that's the kind of conversation we had instantly brought us together. My view on... How to solve world hunger, and his view on how to solve world hunger. Right in line. Hookers. My view on the kinds of things that young men should be aligning themselves with in order to get the most out of their prodigious talents on the football field, it happened to align in that conversation as well. It was amazing. Young man, can you dial this 813 number
2: for me, please? I'm blocked. So I need you to dial this <laughs> 813 number. Can you hand me the phone afterwards? Yeah. Thank
1: you. And then the next thing I know, I was leaving. I was thinking, well, that, that is certainly interesting that we would just see the world in the same way. But, um, I, you know, after all, I have spent a long time developing these relationships with the guys at Florida State. I I think I'll be all right. I think it, it's okay. You know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and stick with what I know to be true, which is these the foundational relationships I've built over the better part of a year, not the last couple conversation i had with a guy i met a week ago who but then he said one more thing and all of a sudden it crystallized for me eight one three maybe i've got to really consider auburn (laughs) i never thought it was gonna happen guys what do you want me to do i've just got to be true to this relationship that i have found myself in it was a whirlwind Warchant dot Warchant.com. Going to join us in a moment. It's the Jeff Cabot Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. In just a couple of minutes, the great Irish Chaffel will join us, WarChant.com. He wrote about, and more, I, I would think, eloquently uh, than I put it, uh, the groundbreaking ceremony and what it represents uh, for WarChant.com. You can read that article at the aforementioned website, WarChant.com. What's going on over there, guys? Next to Nothing. You can be involved. That's right. You could have a subscription, an annual subscription to warchant.com for 10 bucks, I think it is. Like
2: 10 bucks gets you through camp. It's nothing gets you through camp of next year. Fall camp, that is,
1: not spring camp. I can't wait for uh, football. <laughs> I'm going to be in a bad spot, man. We're about to be good again. I, I say that confidently I do I, I mean there's some things that I'll want to see materialize but I I think we're about to be pretty damn good next year and you get it right off the bat you get that great game against LSU as a barometer you, you get you can kind of it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be that when you play that game good or bad because obviously both teams were very different teams by season's end but it was a it was a nice way to start the year in a sense that things could be looking up. Well, isn't it fair to say that we're we're kind of good now? Oh, we are. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. nine and three right now. We're a pretty good football team right now, and I, I, I like the process of going from bad to 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 good to great. And you want to document it. You just don't want to have to document it over seven, eight, nine years. You want to document it over a year or two.
2: The good to potentially championship worthy, and I'm talking about conference, is happening really fast, though. It is. I agree. We, we didn't really come to the conclusion that we were a good team until when? Well, uh, the, November? Because, I mean, you start out like gangbusters and that that's a step in the right direction.
1: Yeah, you're 4-0 to but start. But then you lose three in a row. So when did we declare that, hey, man, this is a good team? Well, oddly, Tom, I'm going to tell you this, as I thought that they were getting healthier, when we came in right after the Clemson game, I said those five games are going to tell you what, all you need to know about this football team. Well, I said that partially because I had a belief that they were going to win at least four of those games. I thought possibly all five. It didn't seem crazy to me to say five. And there were just signs that they were a lot better than they had been even in those losses. And I, and I think we all recognize that. It's extremely frustrating to lose games. But when you lose games in a close fashion against pretty good teams, you can kind of gauge at that point that you've taken that step forward. And then you looked at the, what was rest of that schedule, Tom, and you were like, well, that, that's imminently winnable, imminently winnable, again, should win that game. Maybe that's a test. We'll see. But they didn't just win those games. They ended up dominating those games. They ended up blowing people out. And I think you began to see as they were getting healthy and they never wavered in their belief in what they were doing, even in the midst of those losses. And that's what led to those ass kickings. As they got healthier. They still believe they got better. Uh, Then we all knew, I don't know which of those ass-kickets you wanted to say was definitively the moment. By
2: halftime of Syracuse is when I believed, because Mike took ownership for a minor mistake he made in a blowout, in the course of a blowout, and they showed the maturity to get on a plane for a second week after rivalry. Right in a row. And they were...
1: Really focused. Yes. Yeah, I think that was uh, a moment in which they declared that they were at another level. Warchant.com joins us every Monday. We always appreciate that. Hello, good sir. How are you, brother? I am great, Jeff. How you doing? I'm well, man. It's going to be a crazy next 72 hours or so. And what are we saying on Wednesday? I want you to project. What are we saying on Wednesday about all of it? Because recruiting is no longer signing day. It's signing day. It's transfer portal. It's who you lost, who you kept, who you retained, who you surprised by bringing in, all of it. What are we saying as a grade, as
0: an overall outlook come Wednesday night? I really think it's going to depend on who you're talking to, man, and who's who. what the perspective is of each person because there are still going to be plenty of people who want signing day to be Christmas and they want to have the shiniest toys and they want to be the ones with the biggest presents under the tree. And when they see some of the kids that sign with Florida, and sign with Miami, there's some people who are not going to be happy. They're going to feel like Florida State didn't cash in on this great season. How is it that Miami... Could have better players signing with them, or higher-rated players signing with them after a, a terrible season, versus Florida State. And I think the the reality, though, is, you know, I think Mike Norvell is taking a, a different approach. Now it's not to say they don't want all top-flight players out of high school. They certainly do. But when you combine it with what they do out of the portal, I think some people are going to look at it from the perspective of, man, we got a lot better this off season. We did a really good job of meeting our needs in the portal. We're on the way to doing that. And we've got some really good high school players and things. If you believe in Mike Norvell and you believe in what they're doing, I think you'll be confident that even though it's not, you know, the the early 2000s when when Florida State would have the number one signing class in the country or in the early 2010s. But uh, I I think, you know, if you believe in what they're doing, you're going to be confident and feel good about the approach they're taking. It's hard not
1: to. I mean, it's hard not to coming off of a nine and three season where the product was vastly improved. And then we look at that portal. We saw it again last night, Ira, with uh, the, the Casey Roddick uh, get, you know, an offensive lineman. Of course, last week, we, Kyle Morlock and Jaheem Bell. And, you know, you're getting kids, you're getting players that you know are needs for this program. And they're needs that can come in and play right here, right now, and be the reason you're good on the field next year. And I value that. I do think this is all so fascinating, though. We are watching for the second consecutive year a desperate program or a program who has at least one person willing to step to the plate and spend gobs of money, foolishly in my estimation, on high school players. It happened last year with a and and what they were attempting to do. I've often said about A&M uh, fans that they have uh, more money than sense. And, you know, you're seeing it this year with Miami. That Miami team is going to probably close with a top-two class, top-three class, and that is going to frustrate people. We'll see, though, the grand experiment in college football. I wonder how soon we're going to get an across-the-board ruling on how this NIL situation is going to work, because it's really not sustainable.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't think so. I mean, there are some people who feel like, you know, particularly in the state of Florida, until we see what happens nationally, if something national happens, that's probably the best solution. Yeah. But in the meantime, even if something happens in the state, if if, if the state of Florida makes the change to where at least, at least the schools can be more active a part of it, then there'd be more accountability to them, and it wouldn't be completely the wild west. Because right now, the schools can throw up their hands and say, "Hey, our state law says we can't even get involved, so you can't hold us accountable." Mm. Who knows what? Who knows what the life lock? Life, uh, <laughs> lock, dot, li, got li, life lock? I think it's called. Mm. The guy is doing John is. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just think it's uh, you know th- that's the state we're in, but yeah, that w- what I'm encouraging people to do, and I would, inc- and I think a lot of people who are um, seeing the changing landscape will do is say, as you mentioned, last year Florida State coming into this off has a pretty big need at tight end. Well, they went out and got the number one and number three according to On Three's ratings tight ends available on the portal. They need help on the offensive line. The kid uh, Casey Roddick, uh, who committed last night, was one of the top five or six interior offensive linemen in the country. They've had some of the top offensive linemen and defensive linemen in the country from the portal coming to Florida State on visits. The number one player in the portal is Fentrell Cypress, the defensive back from Virginia. It was all ACC at Virginia. He visited this weekend. So they're fishing. You know, a lot of times people get mad because Mike Norvell's not signing all the five stars out of high school. Well, they're fishing in the best pond out of the college portal, out of the transfer portal. And as you said, I mean, a lot of those guys are going to make a bigger impact in 2023 than maybe some high school players.
1: It's going to be interesting to see the way they approach it moving forward. Right now I agree this is the best way to rebuild and instantly transform your chances on the field in the way of winning conference championships and making the college football playoff. I do think long term they're going to have to find ways to Establish better and more sustained relationships in high school football, and get some of those kids. Uh, but it's a weird landscape. I said in the first hour, Ira, I don't blame a kid coming out of high school if some program is desperate enough to throw 1.5 million dollars at me. I can believe wholeheartedly in Mike Norvell, but I would still go to Miami if they gave me 1.5 million dollars straight out of high school. Right? That's the rumor. Like, I yeah, how could you say no to that?
0: Oh, and there's I mean all kinds of crazy stories about tampering going on. At, you know, different schools where players are being offered money just to go into the portal from their school not even to agree to come to this other school hey we're going there's money there for you if you'll just go into the portal to give us a chance to recruit you to our school sabotage so it, 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 it's 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 insane what's happening right now um, but you know and again I, I you know but to your point about the, the high school players i think they're doing a good job of uh, evaluating high school players i think the yeah. guys that uh, they've got commitments from i think there's a lot of really nice players and, you know, and again, I think that the players, you know, that first class when Mike Norvell got here and even the second class, and this is, you know, kind of the disadvantage that they've had. And we talked about it a lot is, you know, they didn't get that first year that, you know, this class that, that Miami's putting together besides NIL, it's also, this is the class you get it done as a, as a first year staff, uh, Florida's going to be able to do it as well with Billy Napier. Mike Norvell didn't get that opportunity because it was a COVID year. So they had three or four days of players coming on visits in March and then it was all shut down for the rest of the year. So Florida State never got that bump. They've had to kind of go about it a different way, and, and that's going to be more frustrating, I think, as you see some of these other classes. Final thing,
1: I, I'm, I'm curious what you took away from uh, – well, first of all, I, I told everybody, Ira, to make sure they read your piece. It was thorough on what that groundbreaking means for Florida State. I know uh, you were there for that. Any thoughts that you want to share on the show about that and what that represents uh, moving forward for Florida State?
0: I appreciate it, man. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I really think from a big-picture standpoint, uh, you know, there's two things. One is, I think, again, it speaks to how coordinated and how aligned this university, the administration, and the coaching staff are mm-hmm. right now. It is so different from what it was four years ago, seven years ago, ten years ago. And, again, like we've said, it's it's not – It's not necessarily that you have all the right answers, but at least everybody's pulling in the same direction. That's a really good thing. And the other thing is, you know, I know a lot of people roll their eyes at these new buildings and, oh, well, do they really need all this? Is it just, you know, bells and whistles? And it it is important. Uh, The one thing I'd remind people is there are a lot of things you can do from developing a player, training a player, helping a player get back healthy from injuries in terms of rehab and all the different hydrotherapy and all the different things. There's a lot of real tangible reasons these these facilities are important. It's not just about recruiting or, or keeping up with the Joneses. I really do think when they get this done, it's going to help the football program get better.
1: Florida State's basketball team lost over the weekend. Again, I know it's a lost year. We're not going to spend a ton of time. I do think it's encouraging that they are playing better brands of basketball on a weekly basis now. There's something to be said for a team that probably at this point is destined to finish sub-500 on the season, but playing hard every day against teams that are completely outmatched by, again, we're not into moral victories. This is a program that's been very, very successful. It's hard to take this step back. Do you take anything away from the loss against St. Johns? or, moreover, the way that they have seemingly found an identity, at least, on the court now. They have a plan in place. It's just they're not good enough or deep enough because of the injuries.
0: Yeah, and I mean, that's the point. These last five or six games, and it's not just, it's not just that one or two glimpses now. It is about five or six right. games going back to, you know, they had that really awful game against UCF. And since then, you know, the Purdue game, Virginia game, and all these games, even if they haven't won them, they've at least competed. If they had done this from the beginning of the season, we wouldn't have been so angry about that first week, <laughs> yeah. Because it wasn't just about the injuries. They weren't really competing. They are competing now. The downside is Matthew Cleveland has a career game. Darren Green Jr. has a career game with 30 points, and you still lose by 15 points. So it, that's that. That tells you where you're at. But yeah, man, at least at least you can watch them the rest of the season. And then when they get Bob and Miller get yep. back, I think that gives them a chance against some of these other average teams. Um, so at least you can watch them and feel good about watching them. There was that first, you know, several weeks where Ben, you just couldn't even watch them anymore. No, that's that's the point. That
1: is a good point. I, I for people who aren't who already checked out, I will tell you, it is a different looking brand of basketball. Still, they're not a great team. They're not deep enough. But you're right; they are competing, and they do have an identity again. Good to talk to you, brother. We'll do it again here tomorrow. And uh, be well. Thanks, Jeff Stephen. Yep. Uh, that thirty point performance that Ira referenced uh, from Green, uh, Darren Green Jr. Uh, is the best individual scoring effort by an FSU player since Terrence Mann. My man Terrence Mann, uh, in a home win against uh, Georgia Tech back in 2018, had 30. Uh, We could use Terrence Mann right now. He's my son's favorite player. He would probably help matters. Yes. Before that, well, I guess you could also look at Green made eight three-pointers. Remember the last guy to make eight three-pointers for Florida State in a performance?
2: Oh, man. Come on, I
1: think you got a good guess here. It's Dolkies yeah, against yeah, North yeah, Carolina? Yeah.
2: yeah. It's David's Dolkies. I was hoping it was Savoy or somebody. Yeah, no, yeah.
1: it was David's Dolkies in that ninety to fifty seven round. Quick question you know who was the one before it? Cause this is our age difference. The one um, before David's Dolkies happened in nineteen eighty nine. Dobar. No. <laughs> You've just heard me mention Rodney <laughs> yes, Dobar. Yes, he wasn't a three point yep. specialist. No, it was George McLeod uh, against LaSalle, who went on to have a very good career. Yeah, you know, that's just funny. I, that's our age difference. I just wanted to get you there a little bit. Uh, back then, by the way, the three point line was at nineteen nine. What is it today? Twenty two. It was at nineteen nine back then. So, and I was two foot three. <laughs> Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. The Jeff Cameron Show brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Commons Shopping Center. Online at
2: orangetheoryfitness.com.
1: got a busy segment here we got something to tell you about here let's start with that Tom why don't we start with the exciting news Um, we're getting so close to this bowl game now and we are going to be doing a live show in Orlando at the Harry Buffalo which is a great name for a bar what a great name indeed Uh, the Jeff Cameron show will be live on the 28th at the Harry Buffalo Uh, star-studded affair As you can imagine, all of you will be there, and we will raise a toast. We will also be joined by uh, our friends at the Battle's End. That's really cool to
2: be able to say, because three weeks ago, I had no idea (laughs) such a thing existed. But now the Battle's
1: End does, and they've got a
2: block party for you.
1: They do. Uh, It's going to be great. We're going to have a good time. The Battle's End block party uh, will be there. This is Okay, so look. Wednesday the 28th, 4 p.m. to 12 a.m., we're the warm-up, one to three. Come on by. Let's get it on. You're going to get uh, former FSU players, also uh, a DJ, for people who care about that, and uh, and then you've got uh, live music. Jake Owen's going to be there. I know a lot of people like Jake Owen. I-, I don't know Jake, but I'm sure he's wildly popular. Big Noel fan. And uh, I do know that. I do know that. Uh, Tyler Reeve and uh, Cole Taylor, those guys are also going to be playing. So the point is there are going to be people playing there. We're gonna be there. The battle's in is having this party, and we're all gonna be part of it. And we're happy to be joined by them. So I've never been and with
2: them to either Harry Buffalo or, or Church Street, but I hear. Oh, I've been. Yeah, yeah, That they shut it down. Like they allow you to to free flow oh, yeah, and yeah, walk it's a around. Bit of mini
1: New Orleans action. That is cool. Yeah. no, listen, I all the, right, Orlando. Well, go, go crazy. But Church Street is fun. I mean, you're there briefly. It's a good time. You're you're rolling around there, doing a little something something. And uh, you're allowed to walk freely while you're having a good time. That is true. That sounds so worse than how you meant it. A little something-something. No, I'm like, saying so you're you know, having a good time. Like, you're partying, but you're iniquity. not being harassed by anybody. I'm not talking about, like, we're not doing black tar heroin on the street together. I'm just talking about, like, we're having a good time. You could I'd probably not be harassed. I mean, I'm just saying. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Did you just change the picture of the one guy that's playing? I think the – throw that thing back up on the screen for those that are watching on WarChamp TV. I don't TV. think that, that technology exists. I don't think it does either, but I don't remember Tyler Reeve looking and pointing at us. I thought he was just standing at a distance. Now it looks like he's oh, like – Oh, I didn't even see that. I I think they changed the photo. He's pointing. Yeah, you're know, right. But it looks he's, like the shirt
2: because the shirt yeah, is – Yeah, you know, I didn't kinda, notice yeah. it.
1: All right. Sorry. That was just an aside. Uh, should be fun.
2: That's going to be a fun show. Hell yeah! That on-site show.
1: We're gonna have a good time. The Harry Buffalo set up his choice, man. Somebody's gonna make money off me, Tom. I'm gonna say this on the air. I know I don't normally do this. I need to buy three tickets. So if somebody wants to offer me up three tickets, I'll pay for them. Whatever. I got to buy three tickets. I'm I'm on the hook for three.
2: Who are the other two attendees? Jake Owen and who? No. <laughs>
1: No, I uh, I may be, and at the end of the day, I may be the one using these three tickets. I never do this because I don't have to. I know that sounds terrible and arrogant. I don't mean it to be. Normally, I go as a media member, but I'm going to go as a dad with two boys, and I've got some things going on. Both the boys are coming. Yeah, well, oh, man, this is uh, because one late, goes the other well, month. Late development, and then I decided not to go as I just wanted to go as a fan. I just wanted to go as a fan, other than the the work we're going to be doing on the Jeff Cameron show at this event when we do the show live, which is great. That's the only time I'm going media. I'm going to be pure null fan, hanging out, enjoying ourselves. And I it was, it was a last-second deal. So, I, yeah, I could use my press pass and go and do all those things, but then they can't really enjoy it. And so I wanted to sit with them. And so, anyhow, I just last second over the weekend, they're like, yeah, can we do that? I'm like, oh, guys, a little late. Tickets are, like, going for crazy amounts. It's insane. They are. They it's, are, indeed. What, what the hell? It's the cheese it Bowl, guys. What are we doing out here?
2: This is something. $700. This is ridiculous. We've got to sort out these problems in the tub, I think.
1: Ah, Tub Talk. Go ahead. Fire it up. It's time for Tub Talk. Brought to you by Pinch a Penny Pools and Spas. <laughs> Buy yourself the hot tub you've always wanted at the price you've always wanted from Pinch a Penny on Greer Street. Now, it's live to the tub. What in the world is going on with the price of these Cheez Bowl tickets? As I settle into the tub, I have to ask myself, what is going on in the the, the marketplace of the bowl games? Like these are this is it's the Cheese it Bowl, everybody. Why are we so it's like when Tallahassee opens up a brand new restaurant, any new restaurant, you can't get in for like a month and a half. Guys, they've opened a new all you can eat buffet on Capital Circle. If you pull in there, you're like, "Okay, every fat person that lives in Leon County is here tonight." Here we go. Here we
2: go. So I just looked up the uh, the tickets, the secondary market, as it's known, Mm. and the worst seat, as in worst, farthest away from the field. Yeah, wait. And also in the boondocks. Also least expensive, ninety nine dollars for the sorriest of sorry for the sorriest seat at a sorry venue. Yeah.
1: Listen, I, uh, you know, I get everybody's excited. I saw that, and and I got put in a weird position when the kids all rallied and said, yeah, yeah, we should do that, we should do that, we should do that. I'm like, okay, all right. But now I'm going to do it.
2: You doing theme
1: park stuff too? No no, 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 I mean, if you're in for a couple hundred, you should be in for five no, grand. No, no, I'm not doing it. I'm going to go. We're going to do the show. It's going to be a good time. We're going to meet up with some folks. We'll have a, a couple cold ones. It'll be great. And then- Your dad's not coming down? No. He doesn't care about Orlando. And, um, yeah, he's not going. Tell me it's the town. That's why. Yeah, he's not a fan of Orlando. Oh, yet. my goodness. Who is? Uh, but, but. We all will be after the block party next <laughs> we're Wednesday. i are going to say it like that. Hey, everybody. Good to have you on board. But we're going. It's going to be great. Battle's in block party. They changed the picture again. Ah! <laughs> Bravo, bravo, so well done, Matthew, made my day. So what does Tyler Reeve really look like? Find out when you join the Jeff Cameron show, War Chant, and the battles end at a free block party Wednesday, 4 to 12 a.m., really 1 to 12 a.m., 1 p.m. to 12 a.m., my goodness gracious. Gonna be a cat five maintained at the block party. We got a game the next day, guys. We gotta... <laughs> this is all what tub kind talk. of smelling salts <laughs> they put in the tub? Uh, these bath salts. Oh. How did he change so much? That's nuts. Hey, uh, for real, pinch a penny. Where you want to get your hot tubs right now? Really, the only place. There's no other place on earth that you can get a hot tub. Got to get it at Pinch a Penny. I don't know if you guys knew that they had the corner market. Uh, <laughs> the market cornered, as others say, and uh, and you can get there and you get yourself a, a it hot might tub be on the corner too. Yeah, though, yeah. So, you know, you never know. You get the you get the uh, two man or two gal or guy and gal hot tub, or you get the whole family hot tub. You get it? You know, they got a wide variety. They're delivering. Of course, you don't have to hoist that thing up onto your truck bed. No, they have got that. They're gonna bring it to you. Install that sucker. Let's go. We've got hot tub weather next week.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. Now, this weekend,
1: Are you yeah, kidding? yeah. Oh, it's going to be awesome. And then think about it, sitting in the tub. Perhaps you got a little CBD from my friends at Tallulah. Maybe you have a little THC with my friends from Tallulah.
2: You're talking about you know cornering a market. This is just the feel good market that's cornered right now. You got your hot Here's tub to feeling good all the time.
1: You got to get that audio. Yeah, get that even though I've right got there. a laugh track, you have to you have to put up with the laugh track. It's uh, the only time I would because I was laughing audibly when that happened. It's also a hell of a trick to be able to drink a full beer while also smoking a cigarette. Like, on camera, that is incredible. Did he do it again?
2: No, you got a pig on a saucer now.
1: Yeah! Who doesn't want to see that while they're in the hot tub? They have amazing CBD pain roll-ons and creams. Uh, takes that neck pain, back pain right away. You're good to go there. Lots of uh, drinks on tap there at Tallulah. Kaba, Kratom. Delta 8, Delta 9 You can fill up a growler if you want, Tom Did you know that? Oh, nice you can. There's even a new one in Thomasville, Georgia So, like, really If you're in Thomasville, you're good oh, You're at Bantamane Crossing, you're good Midtown location at the old Soto there Boom, you're good to go Everybody getting down with our friends at Tulua. So it's that time of year I really am To put a ribbon on today's show Kind of I, I I think that Signing day is going to be a good day. Florida State's going to do fine. It's not going to be a top 10 class, I don't think. People are going to be pissed because they're going to see Miami well ahead of us in sign, you know, on the actual signing day. When I think about needs that have been filled and I think about where we're at and where they're at, I'm fine with it. But I do think that for college football, if we're going to look at big picture, they got a problem here. This is they're going to have to figure something out. I'm all for guys getting paid, but we got to have some some regulations. Birthday? Did I miss Did I miss Matthew's birthday? Aw, damn it. Happy birthday, Matthew.